welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Pigskin Panel. I'm your host, AJ Lavender. We have my co-host today representing the Cowboys. We have my man, Mike Sharp, in the building. We have, going down south to the sunny state of Florida, we have my man, Joe Braga. And then from the flock gang himself, Mr. Cody McGuire. What is happening, fellas? How are you guys doing today? We're pretty good. Uh, I'm good. Good today. Good today. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it, boys. Well, you know how we kick off. Off season has officially started, boys. It's a, a crazy, crazy past couple of days. The uh, the tides are turning. It's you know the actions we've been all looking for. You know, so you know to start off, you know we have to go to uh, one of our boys' teams here. It's a breaking news that I know he's been waiting for. I know the league's been waiting for. Dak Prescott finally signs with the Cowboys back. He signed a four-year, $160 million, throw the Chad, make it rain. Um, $126 million of that was guaranteed. As well, he became the highest-paid quarterback for a signing bonus of, what, $66 million. Yeah. I mean – He's going to the bank, making like driving down convertible, throwing money out the window. Like that, that's absolutely <laughs> crazy, man. So, you know, just right off the back, man, Mike, I, I want to get your reaction about it, man. What are you feeling? Are you glad? Is the price tag a little bit too steep, man? What what are you feeling about this whole situation? Um, like I, I'm obviously a huge Dak guy, so I'm very excited that he signed. Um the tag like would have been an okay option, I guess, but I mean, like looking at the breakdown of the deal, like I, lo- I, lo- I love it because you look at this year, it's only $22.2 million, which if he's going to get tagged, that's 37.7. So you're saving $15 million right there just in, just in that. And then the next year, it's $33 million. So even then, he's still getting paid pretty good money. And then years three and four, he's getting over 40. It's 44 and 47, I think. But I mean, I think by then you're going to see a new TV deal anyway, so I think the cap's going to go up anyways. I think Jerry's kind of tipped his uh, hand already by doing the deal the way it is. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I know a lot of Cowboys fans love to hate on Dak, but they love to hate on everything because most Cowboys fans are <laughs> not, not very, very happy. Fans. Yeah, but I mean – Dak's going to give you everything you need. He's improved every year, in my opinion. And it seems like he's ahead of schedule in this ankle injury. So that's a good sign, I guess. And, uh, yeah, now it's time to build up the defense and see what we can do. Yeah, now, now my biggest worry about that, man, is this, like you said, you know, the defense has been a, a really big eyesore, you know, and – it's all the cap space for me, man. Like, you know, with this whole new tide of, you know, quarterbacks being paid, you know, you have the Patrick Mahomes being paid, just a buckload of money now, you know, Dak Prescott is, you know, are we going to be seeing a trend where, you know, we have these high, crazy talented quarterbacks, but then you pay them the money that you need to pay them. And all of a sudden now it's lackluster because, you know, you have these top tier, you know, defensive players that say, I'm not taking a pay cut. I'd rather go play for somewhere else. I might as well play for a rookie quarterback that's on a, on a contract deal where, you know, teams have enough money to pay me or a sub-average quarterback that's not getting paid as much, but I still get my check, you know. Well, what do you think about that, like, aspect of it? Do you think, like, you know, well, Cowboys are now set up to to, to win uh, in, in that case? Yet. No, yeah, well, like, in my opinion, what they're going to have to do now is the way to build around Dak offensively is we're going to have to just stockpile first-round picks after first-round picks for O-linemen again you know, maybe wide receiver again, but like, that's what we did when we, when we got our, uh, like awesome O line was we just went first round pick after first round pick, taking O lineman. And like, granted, not all of them worked out, but like we got lucky that most of ours did. So I know you probably have to go like free agency trade route to build up the defense a bit and just keep drafting and developing linemen, you know, tight ends, wide receivers, because you're not going to be able to sign these guys now. The money's going to have to go on the defensive side of the ball if you're going to want to compete. With the money Dak's getting, that's going to be a lot of the money on offense. So that's the way I would approach it. We'll see what they end up doing, but that's my opinion on it at least. 
Love it, love it, man. It's definitely I love always getting the inside of you know a person's team's perspective from the inside. But you know, going forward here, you know, I want to get the the outside scoop of what people from outside the organization or fans look like. So, my man Braga, man, what what do you think about the whole Dak signing from from your perspective of being you know a Dolphins fan and out of the conference and everything? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I was a big Dak hater at the very beginning. As Sharp knows, I always used to give him a hard time. But I've grown to love Dak. I think I think he's fantastic. I, there's so many things to like. He's accurate. He's got fourth quarter winning drives. He's a leader on that team. And as a fourth round draft pick, what what more can you expect from a quarterback yeah. like that? Am I right? Um, yeah. You know, even though he's always had weapons on that offense, whether it's Zeke or uh, Amari Cooper or Des Bryant, even that one year um you just you just can't you just can't complain like last year was unfortunate for him obviously the Cowboys uh have a lot of special talent there but I think Dak I think Dak's a special special quarterback and I think uh this is the right deal in the long run especially because of the money that's coming in uh was it like a hundred a hundred something million or something that they're saying so everybody's cap's gonna go up and this deal is gonna look like a bargain in in two three years I think yeah. So it's definitely gonna look like a bargain when uh the next panelist comes on when they have to sign their quarterback because they're gonna they're gonna have to shed a lot of money. But the flock gang, Cody, man, what, what about you, man? What, what do you think about this whole this whole Dak signing? Uh, I think it, it's a great signing. I mean, it's impossible not to pay Dak after the start to the season he had last year. Like we mentioned last show, he was on pace for like six thousand yards, right? So couldn't have, really couldn't have been playing any better than he was. Um, and that's what happens. I mean, as a Ravens fan, I know all too well that if you pay, cl- uh, if you play well, close to contract time, you're going to get paid. Look at Flacco; he won the Super Bowl, he won the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl MVP, and like you can shit on him all you all you want. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you if you win the Super Bowl or you play out of your mind right before your contract expires, you're going to get paid. That's just it's just that simple. So um, yeah, I think it was a great deal. The only concern I have with Dak is um, the guy's never really played behind anything other than an exceptional O-line, right? So uh, we'll see how the O-line goes going forward. It's impossible to always have a out-of-this-world elite O-line, but um, if he can manage to stay healthy and play well behind maybe an average line, there's no downside to the deal at all, really. Yeah, I mean, like, our O-line this year was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And his and numbers exactly. were, like, better, so... <laughs> And that's my point. And look at what happened. He he hurt his ankle, although, albeit yeah. it was in a bit of a freak incident. I wouldn't it say was it was crazy. anyone's fault. But, uh, yeah, like that stuff's more prone to happen when you don't have an elite line. That's that's the only concern I think Dak even has, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and my, my interest in take now is on it because you signed so much money, man. Is this the whole running back room now? Like, do you guys look to offload Zeke now? And that is probably going to be one of the most prominent questions going in now into the regular season. Mike, do you do you yeah. see that happening, or what's your take on that? I mean, that's yeah, it's what I mentioned last podcast. Is I mean, I feel like you have to. I don't know if you have an option at this point. Like, as much as like I like Zeke, and as a lot of Cowboys fans like Zeke, like you, you can't you can't pay them that much money. Like the deal at the time, I was okay with. But looking at it now, it's, it's an exceptional amount of money for a guy that, I don't know, I'm not going to say it can be replaceable, but Tony Pollard can replace 80% of his production. So, and he's getting peanuts compared to Zeke. So that's going to have to be an option. You're going to have to look at Jalen Smith. I don't, like, they don't, they, they're talking about they don't want to cut him. They don't want to do, like, at least restructure something because, you need to save money now a bit. Yeah, one of the actually one of the coolest things I've seen because I was watching you know uh, Skip and Shannon this uh, this morning, and actually the way they actually have one of the contracts uh, worded that they can actually move the contract now and actually have it as a signing bonus to actually extend the cap on it. It's it's super super cool the way they can do it. And it actually is like a win win for both Dak and the team because Dak can get his money now up front, and yeah. the team now saves the cap in the later years, which I think will be a cool option that. If down the road, if Dak doesn't perform as well, or if they need to find a way to 
have cap space for someone like a Trayvon Diggs in, in, in the end when, you know, say if he has a crazy season and keeps on producing, that way you guys can kind of alleviate and move that cap space, which is really cool, man. Jerry Jerry Jones has, you know, some wizard, wizardry when, when it comes to that for sure. Oh, yeah. Loves his theatrics, that's for sure. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how these uh, Kamara and Dalvin Cook deals age because, I mean, up until this point, paying a running back has not worked out for any team. Um, I, I think Camaro will work out. He's probably a Hall of Fame running back uh, already at the pace that he's going at. And honestly, in his own right, probably Dalvin Cook is too if they can keep healthy their yeah. whole careers. But, but I mean, that's, that's Dalvin Cook's problem is like, yeah, exactly. That guy cannot stay healthy this year. Yeah. He did, but then he had his hamstring injuries again. So, yeah, you're gonna have to look down the road at them. But yeah, he's amazing when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that just that's a show this past year. Even him coming out of college was he was just absolutely like phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I saw him, I was like, man, like this would be a guy, great guy to get for the Broncos, but that didn't end up happening. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, definitely, as, as like Braga said, man, you know, Dak Prescott, even showing out his, his draft class, man, for a fourth round draft pick, like. We drafted Paxton Lynch, and you know I'm sitting there watching like, man, we could have had that. Yeah. Man. Like, <laughs> we, we were going to pay him a free agency if he had yeah. slept through. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I'm I'm happy for the Cowboys. They got their guy. You know they can you know alleviate that stress and the weight of their shoulders that he's not signing. They can never get a deal together. Now you guys can start looking forward now to the draft and more free agency pickups and focus on other things. So, oh yeah. Awesome, awesome. So going on to the next piece of business here, another trade that popped off, which was pretty eye-opening for me uh, being someone from the AFC West and the Las Vegas Raiders trade Trent Brown back to the Patriots uh, for uh, Patriots for a fifth round pick. And they, you know, they got seventh with it too. So, you know, he was an absolute monster with the Patriots beforehand. And, you know, is this shocking to see, you know, that he's really, he was really fed up with the, the Vegas, the Vegas Raiders and now want to go back home basically is this a Belichick thing that his system, is it a Raiders thing? Las Vegas, maybe too much of a wild party centric, man. I just want to go around the room, see what you guys think, man, about this whole situation. And, uh, you know, is it, is he done? Is he past his elite status or what, man? So Mike, what do you think? Um, like, I, I think he's still got some in the tank. I think he could still be a good right tackle. Like he played right tackle at the uh, Raiders, I think. So I'm assuming he's going to slot in there again. And they didn't tag uh, Tooney today, right? So yep. that means maybe somebody's sliding inside or maybe they're going after a guard too. But, yeah, it obviously, to me, I think it's just maybe familiarity. Like, he wanted out of the Raiders and maybe just said, you know what, Patriots, I know the system, I know Belichick, I'd be comfortable there. That could be the main reason why he went back there. I love it. I love it. And Joel, what about you? I, I know for me, I, I'm happy about it. That means, you know, our guys <laughs> like Bradley Chubb and them, you know, they, they can get after Carr a little bit easier <laughs> or Mariota, whoever's going to be starting at that point. But uh, Joel, what about you, man? Well, you know, Trent Brown, he's, he, he is an elite. He was an elite talent. Obviously, he went to the Raiders. Things didn't go the way that he wanted to. I think he only played. Well, he didn't play very many games even for the Raiders. I don't yeah. think anyway. My I got a guy at work. He's a huge Raiders fan, and he was happier than than a pig in shit to see him back <laughs> in New England. <laughs> but, <laughs> he was so happy about it. Um, I know he he showed me a picture of him, and he's not looking like he's in the best shape. He no. looks like he's looking really no. really heavy compared he's to looking his tough. Age. Yeah, <laughs> real thick. Yeah, uh, like four bells big. Yeah, four bills big. You're looking like the thickest milkshake you've ever seen in your life. But, <laughs> <laughs> milkshake brings up. <laughs> but you know, but one thing you do know for sure is that New England's not going to let that kind of stuff fly. So he took a he took a pay cut down to eleven million, which is reasonable for a guy of of his talent and stature. Whether he can get back to his to his athleticism and get his feet right and everything with all that weight weighing down on you you won't be moving too fast laterally so he's got some work to do but i think uh as a dolphins fan i'm not happy to see him back in new england because he was phenomenal for the patriots yeah yeah and i just looked it up here so um 
his first year in, uh, when it was Oakland, uh, he played 11 games. Um, and then last year, he played only five. So. Five, yeah, see, five games. And I know he had, um, with the COVID thing, he took he had something with this COVID going on. And uh, Abram ended up missing time. A bunch of guys yeah. on the old line missed time. Like, he was more – seems like he was more of a headache in, in, at the Raiders than anything. Yeah, sounds like our right tackle, Juwan James, right now. So, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I know you. I know you guys offloaded him to us. <laughs> no sweat. Yeah, we we yeah we kind of we kind of had to hold the L right ah, there. For that one I, he is he is a good right tackle when he's available, which will be this year. So he definitely will help the Broncos out for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, Cody, man, what what do you think about the whole Trent Brown situation? I think Sharp. Uh, Hit the nail on the head. I, Joel made some good points as well, but I think it's just the familiarity. Uh, that's what the Patriots are known for, right? They get the best out of their players, and they just know how to use them, unlike any other team. I don't know if it's a Belichick thing or it's a culture thing, but uh, especially with him being overweight and everything and not looking the best, like Joel said, uh, you, you give a guy that knows the – playbook and has played in the system before albeit with uh maybe not with the same quarterback and personnel but um at the end of the day he's been there so long and he knows what they expect and uh what they expect of him and it's probably going to be in his best interest to go to new england i think yeah yeah, yeah definitely because you know san francisco he did well and then you know of course with new england and and, and that's gonna be interesting man is to see you know is it a tb thing like could that be also the reason why, too? You know, kind of this, you know, having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know, him with Jared Stidham or Cam, whoever it's going to be, and that's still a mystery puzzle on itself. You know, we're definitely going to see if, you know, a lot of things come into fruition, right? Again, that can then this can even further Tom Brady's career, um, his legacy, just to show the, the actual stature of his quarterback play. Uh, but now, like, you know, like I said, Going to this offseason has been crazy. And then today we finally got some action and breaking news, especially when it starts coming to tagging um, and making sure those franchise tags are in place or people going to the unrestricted free agents. As a Broncos fan, happier than the pig and shit that we was able to tag Justin Simmons. Uh, but then it started really picking up today. And I think anybody that's a football fan and they have any type of update alerts, you know, your phone percentage probably is at 2% right now because the notification is going off all day. Uh, but one of the biggest ones that, you know, we were all talking about in, in our in our little group chat here is uh, Tampa Bay tagging Chris Godwin other than Shaq Barrett and Levante David. Um, and I thought this was very interesting because personally myself, I thought Godwin was gone. Um, I thought, you know, having Mike Evans there, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller in the slot, um, they were going to offload offload them, trade them, tag and trade maybe, but I did not see them expected because, you know, it's, it's a franchise tag looking to actually get the deal done, um, which I was very shocked by. Um, and, you know, Joe could probably get into the other specs about, you know, a player maybe landing on him. But, you know, Mike, you know, just hearing about that, Chris Godwin, you know, being tagged and not actually being moved on somewhere else, man. You know, what's your what's your thoughts on that, man? Did, did you see that coming? Did you see him, you know, walk in? Or what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, like I, out of the three, I did not see them tagging him. I thought maybe Barrett would have been the guy to tag because he might be harder to lock up. Um, they've since re-signed David, right? Yeah. So, so they got at least Godwin and David back. But I'm wondering if this is a, a buy some time for Godwin because maybe they're going to try to sign him long term and then tag him now and you get that window of time for a mul like a multi-year deal extension, right? So... I'm wondering if that's maybe a tactic as well as trying to sign Barrett because they're trying to sign Barrett too. I mean, I don't know where all this cap space is coming from, but if they can maneuver all three of them, I mean, that's awesome. But I also kind of saw uh, Godwin leaving too because uh, not only like they got Scotty Mill in the slot and they got Evans obviously, but that Johnson guy came out and was playing oh, awesome Tyler this Johnson. year for him. Yeah. And like, Brady raves about that guy too. So he could have been a guy that would just slide in to Godwin's position and they'd be okay. But it obviously could be a mutual thing. Like Godwin could just want to stay in Tampa. You never know. And maybe they're going to work on a multi-year deal. I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I know. Like, I I know for me, if I if I'm getting the bag and I'm winning championships, you know, in Florida, no taxes. Like, yeah, I'm chilling. I'm cool <laughs> chilling. It's, it's gonna be a good reason to leave Tampa, man. Yeah, man, that, that's great. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see. I didn't know that Levante David actually signed. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't actually see that. So he actually did not signing because that's that's what I was yeah. referring to with Joe. Because I know there was a big interest of Levante David going to the Dolphins just because he's a Miami boy himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know. Braga, man, what, what do you think about Godwin? I know you kind of spoke about it earlier in, the, in, yes, uh, in last week's episode, but, yeah, I'd like to hear your perspective from it. Um, I think I think uh, tagging Godwin was actually a good thing in comparison to Shaq Barrett. Um, Shaq Barrett had 20 sacks two years ago, dropped down to eight last year. Um, was a force in the playoffs for sure, no question about it. But I think Godwin's the true talent there, and I think the market would have been – ridiculous for Chris Godwin. So I think buying up one more year, kind of seeing how things go, maybe they can shoot him a plan and they can sign him to a long-term deal after this year is the right option. Um, they got JPP there making 13 and a half million. It's going to be hard to pay two DNs elite, elite money. Um, obviously having Evans and Godwin at elite money doesn't, isn't really the right, isn't necessarily the right thing to do for right now anyway but with Brady making taking pay cuts you know only making 24 25 million you can still get that done um but yet again Chris Godwin is he's a special talent and if there wasn't so many mouths to feed there in in Tampa Bay last year you would have seen his numbers be maybe around the 85 90 catch range Mm because he is he is that special mind you he's he's he has lingering injuries last year and you could see in his play a little bit. It wasn't at the level that it was the year before either, but he's young and there's plenty of time to grow there. And the dude is fast as lightning. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they can absolutely roast you. <laughs> I, think, I think personally he would have been the highest paid free agent um, wide receiver. Wow. If, if, if they were to go, if he, if he was to go to a different team, obviously there's a Rob, there's Kenny Galladay, there's Juju. But uh, for me, Chris Godwin is the best out of all four of those options. Well, especially he, he came into the league last year as PFS number one wide receiver, right? Which is which mm-hmm. is definitely a notch considering the, the talent at wide receiver there is in the league, you know, in current day, right? But um, right. speaking of that, I know this was probably a heartbreaker to my man Cody because he was he was really up on Godwin potentially landed with the flock gang. Um, he that kind of got diminished. He wasn't going there. No. <laughs> So, Cody, man, tell us about your heartbreak. If you need a hug, we're here for you. <laughs> I, I totally agree uh, with the Tyler Johnson comment. That guy's he's going to be a really good player. So I was personally pretty surprised that they tagged Chris Godwin. I don't see any scenario where he stays there after next season. Uh, and they pay him and Mike Evans big money. I just don't think that really makes sense, especially with the young, good wide receivers that they do have on their roster. Um, the nice thing about Godwin is he's he can play outside and he can play in the slot. He can play all over the field. So he's going to have a long laundry list of suitors. He could have the worst season ever next year, and he's still going to be a high, highly paid uh, wide receiver next season. So um, I I really did want him to come to Baltimore. I didn't really think he was going to, but yeah, I think he's the best of those three. Allen Robinson, in his own right, is very good, uh, but I do think. Godwin's like uh, flexibility on the field, playing everywhere in the slot outside. He can win one on one. He had a kind of a rough playoff stretch this year, but um, yeah, I was personally surprised that they tagged him. I did think Allen Robinson was going to get tagged. I was wasn't really too surprised about that, but I didn't think they were going to tag Godwin. Hmm. Yeah, good good perspective on that. And then yeah, for for me, I I like I said before, I thought Godwin was gone. Um, I definitely thought he would have really just want to be out there and i think you know like i said coming from the production that you know they got from Shaq coming from us um i definitely thought that would have been their guy um especially like i said jpp's getting old on the domica sue on, on that defensive line right there they're getting old they're still producing but i definitely thought Shaq as that younger guy um that would have been their kind of their, their cornerstone so i was quite surprised about that uh but again if you have elite talent at the wide receiver and you have like i said the greatest quarterback of all time 
you keep those that core together and then you're looking to try to run it back, right? And that's what they said, you know. They're trying to do the LeBron, you know, not one, not two, not three. Um, so, yeah, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that that plays off there. But um, moving forward, you know, there's another, there's another big shocking news, a big shocking trade. And I was really quite surprised by this. And, um, you know, one of my best friends down here, Mogi, he, he was kind of shook about it too. Um, it's Isaiah Wilson. You know, the Titans last year's first overall – I mean, not first overall, but first round draft pick got traded – to my man Joel's team, the Dolphins, for um, what was it? A, a, dra- um, a swap picks for a seventh. Was that correct, Joel? Yeah, I two- think uh, I Dolphins. think it was a lottery detergent or something in a bag of balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pack of darts, a honey dip donut, and uh, yeah, a medium <laughs> double double. <laughs> the Dolphins gave up their seventh round pick in exchange for Isaiah Wilson and the Titans' seventh round pick in 2022. Okay. So just straight up, hey, here you go. <laughs> Now, Braga, I don't know. Have you have you looked into him yet? Did would he solve basically those offensive line issues that you were that you were previously talking about last episode? It, that remains to be seen. What he was in colleges and who he is now. Um, he had a DUI. Uh, things kind of went sour there. Uh, the Titans said either choose choose football or we got to find somewhere else for you to go. And he, wow. tweeted, he tweeted saying, uh, you know, I don't, I never want to play for the Titans again. A week later, he's uh, a dolphin. So he only had, uh, I think less than 10 snaps last year for the Titans. Yeah. He had uh, something to do with COVID and just not getting along with team rules or whatever it might be. Obviously the DUI doesn't help his situation, but um, you know, he was an elite prospect. You know, he was a five-star recruit. Um, lots of, lots of things to like size, for example, athleticism uh, uh, in Georgia. Is that what you play for? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I just seen some of his tape recently. He wasn't even in my eye for anything up until when I heard about the trade, uh, yesterday, but, uh, there's a couple of videos on YouTube about, him. you know, he's had some dark days, but uh coach Flo has worked with him in high school i think in brooklyn if i'm not mistaken somewhere around there and uh if there's anybody in this league who can get something out of him with the relationship that he had with wilson it's coach Flo. so we're gonna see uh there's been some talk about him pumping out to uh to right tackle to see if uh he can protect tua so we'll see what happens we'll see uh if he's even in shape right now i haven't seen anything about how he's looking how he's feeling so, uh, but for the price, I mean, <laughs> you can't go wrong. First year, 1.3 million. Second year, 1.3 million. And the year after, 2.2 million. He's only 22 years old. Uh, yeah. The Dolphins have the youngest O-line in football. That is a fact. So we will see uh, if he can grow with this line. Yeah, I was just I was just looking it up here. And, uh, yeah, he did come out of Georgia. Um, and both Marino and Krabs, they said, you know, his best trait, man, is this his ridiculous power and size. Um, yeah. They say basically the worst trade is something that he has to work on is his technique. So, um, like yeah. you said, man, if you have a good offensive line coach, it seems like it's like the perfect fit. Like you said, it's a it's a really low risk, high reward situation, right? If he came out as a five star oh, yeah. prospect from Georgia, you know he has yeah. you know the the run game ability with the amount of producing running backs Georgia's came out with, and their offensive line is always for running backs. So, um, at least you guys know that you guys are gonna have a, a good prospect, elite prospect for pennies really on the dime, like I said, a yeah. pack of smokes, basically. Yeah, um, if it's your problem, then just cut him. Like, yeah. you gave up that's, nothing for him. So. That's the whole thing is they can just cut him at any time whatsoever, yeah. and it's not going to affect too much, right? Um, i seen a video of him actually playing fullback in high school, and he was just throwing people, <laughs> just ducking people. Like, a 350-pound fullback yeah, <laughs> at 17 a, years old. <laughs> yeah, it was a bowling ball. It was a bowling ball hitting some pins. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I got, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm not expecting anything, but I'm hopeful. Man. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I would, I would not hate that either. If we got some type of elite prospect like that for nothing, like I'm, I'm all aboard for that. That's amazing. Fellas, did you have any input on that? He said Um, pretty much. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, he, no, he kind of touched it all there. Yeah. High, low risk, high reward. Uh, yeah. There's nothing to really be concerned about there. I guess maybe some character issues, but 
Uh, I mean, Flores as a head coach, he's one of the better head coaches in the NFL. So I don't see that being an issue anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to do the laundry detergent comment, so yeah, I got mine out of the way. <laughs> Tie to go, and that's it. <laughs> let's all right. Let's just, be, uh, let's just be hopeful that the the Miami Sun and the Miami party life doesn't get to them. Yeah, yeah, that, well, I say that'll probably be the luck. biggest thing, right? <laughs> Those Miami lights, man. You can't you can't shy away from them. <laughs> awesome. So now going into probably the more shocking news is all the players that were not tagged today. And when I say there's a lot, there is a lot. Uh, first starting off, uh, you know, big Joe, all pro guard from the Patriots. And we kind of touched up on this, but uh, an incredible. It, it, this one's weird. I find just because Joe Tony, he's like 27, 28 years old an all pro guard. Which is you know tough to find in an offensive in a, in a league that really depends on offensive linemen, um, you know with the tr- trade coming in for Trent Brown, I definitely thought they would have kept him and really yeah. solidified that as you know an all pro offensive line, kind of like your Dallas Cowboys for the past years, you know. So what do you guys think about that? Are are you guys in the, basically the same same reaction as me? Are you guys shocked about it, or is it kind of seen where you know maybe Trent Brown maybe being a little big a little bit bigger, not more athletic, they might shift him to the, the, the guard position and they'll you know, find someone else to tackle. Um, you know, Mike, man, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if like maybe they're going to still try to sign him, but it, it looks like they're not going to because I'm just wondering what their cap situation is like. And I'm wondering if they just went, you know what, we're going to bring Trent Brown back and we'll slide someone inside that might be cheaper than Thune. So I don't know. He's going to have a lot of suitors though. I know that. There's going to be a lot of yeah. – there's a lot of people that could use a guard. Dallas, hey, yeah, give him a call, please. We So, yeah, it is – honestly, it's a bit shocking, but with the Trent Brown trade, I can kind of see it. It's just I don't exactly get it. Yeah, definitely. Joel, what about you, man? Uh, I've been watching him play for the Patriots for a couple of years now. He's a special, special guy. He definitely stands out. So um, I don't know what they're planning on doing. Uh, I don't I don't even know who their quarterback is right now. So yeah. I don't know if there's been talks of them going after Garoppolo and whatnot. Um, we'll see what happens. But uh, I to, to let a guy walk like that is just – I don't – I'm it's almost lost for words, man. I'm almost lost for words. Mind you, he is a guard. Uh, guards can be replaceable. Tackles tackles seem to be the more important thing, so they went with Trent Brown as the more important uh, spot to fill. Um, yeah. Surprised they didn't tag him, but we'll see what happens. Somebody's going to pay him. Somebody's going to pay him, whether it's the Patriots or anybody else in this league. There's tons of people who would love to have him. Yeah, because, well, I mean – to me, he's really the only person worth tagging on the Patriots, in my opinion. But uh, <laughs> I guess that, that's for, for my opinion alone. Uh, but Cody, man, what about you? Well, I'm actually right now, I was I was looking up the cap space because I'm thinking to myself too, like aside from maybe the salary cap, I don't understand why they wouldn't bring him back or at least franchise yeah. tag him. And I'm yeah. looking like this, is this right? It's saying uh, New England, are they second? It looks like they have the second most cap in the NFL. Oh yeah, I could see it. Well, it all depends. <laughs> if, if that's all right, then I don't know. Those, they had all those guys off for uh, COVID last year: Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung. I don't know oh, if they're yeah. putting. I don't know if they're putting those guys back into the mix, into yeah. this, this salary cap just yet. So what I've seen, I know for the Broncos, I know the Broncos is accurate, and that's with Juwan James, even though he opted out. So I think it is reflective of those people, those players that opted out for COVID. Wow. Yeah, because it has Jacksonville uh, at the top there, seventy-two point eight million, and then it has uh, the Patriots at seventy-two point six. So I mean, See, that's I, crazy. I really must, don't must know. be saving cap space for Watson or something, you know? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bill Belichick meme just walking in. <laughs> well, if you uh, if you think about it, New England they need O line help. They don't have. Yeah. They don't have really a stud running back. Harris made a little bit of noise last year. They got no wide receivers really. That zero. Are, like I'm no. zero. Zero. Like, 
They got Stefan Gilmore on defense, uh, Hightower and Chung, if he comes back. Well, I'm sure they will come back. And it's crazy how much, how many holes the Patriots have. You haven't seen that in 15, 16 years. So. Since 2001. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they still have a couple pieces on their defense, especially with uh, JC Jackson. He's, he's a Nasty. good player. Really good player and Stefan Gilmore. Uh, but yeah, on the offense, it's like, what are we what are we even looking at here? Like <laughs> this is just a ridiculous yeah. roster. A whole lot of the side of the dog who gif. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I maybe they're gonna sign, make a, a couple signings in this offseason and make a run at it. I don't know. I mean, we don't even know Boy. who their quarterback's gonna be. And, that, and that's the thing. That's, that's the, the thing that I hate problem. about that whole narrative last year, man. It was like Cam Newton sucks. It's like, <laughs> who is he passing the ball to? Like, yeah. he can't. Tom Brady just made it who look is easy. He throwing to? Yeah, their star wide receiver is a slot wide receiver that was injured. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah, have I mean, to. I'd be sitting here for a bit thinking of the depth chart wide receiver. Yeah, and, and usually like the Patriots are good for tight ends, like receiving tight ends that can block too. And dude, I. Without looking up, I literally could not tell you out the back of my hand who their tight end was. I know they drafted two last year. They got – And I, um, I think they both Izzo, started. Izzo, and they got um, – yeah, they drafted that middle-round guy. Yeah, same. I don't know. I just Yeah, yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, so then going forward here now, I'll, I'll start off with Cody, man, and this is probably a prospect that you might be looking at. He's had some injuries, uh, but it's Kelly Galladay from the Detroit Lions. He uh, was just it was just announced that the Lions not franchising tagging him. Um, you know he's he's a player that is good when he can stay healthy. Has been a little bit of a band aid, but uh, when he's on the field, man, this guy produces. And when I'm talking about produces, not only just yards, receptions, touchdowns. Like he he's he's uh, all of a kind package, man. So you know, coming from a team that needs a wide receiver, would you guys be looking at that, or you know, what what what's your thoughts on on Kenny Galladay? Uh, I mentioned in the last show that I'm pretty. All in on us signing Corey Davis. That's who I want us to sign. I never thought that Allen Robinson or Godwin were were realistic options, and now, sure enough, they're not. So I, I personally want Corey Davis. Galladay is a super underrated wide receiver. Uh, you can say that he's injury prone and all that, but he backs back thousand yard thousand uh, yard seasons. His last healthy year in the NFL, he led the NFL in touchdowns. Um, he's a good player. I, I don't think for our what we need he's who we need to sign um that being said i wouldn't be pissed if we signed him i i definitely think that he's a alpha type wide receiver but i think we need more of a chain mover kind of uh not your prototypical alpha wide receiver one but i do think he's a really good player and i said this to you guys earlier today i don't really even I don't buy into his injuries too much this year. I think he was hurt, but it just doesn't make sense how they had him questionable every week for how long. And they, they could have, they could have put him on injury reserved. Instead, they had an, uh, instead of bringing a different guy in on having one more player on the active roster, they just had this guy every week uh, tag him as questionable. And then he wouldn't play. Like it just didn't make any sense. So, uh, I don't know. It could be kind of like I, I didn't AJ Green do something similar to that the year before. Do you guys remember that where he just didn't play all he year? Stopped, and he just stopped playing. And yeah, and he just it kind of came off to me like that. I could be totally wrong, and he could have been more hurt than it seems. But I I think that he's going to enter this year, and he's going to be fresh, and he's going to be good for whoever he signs with. Yeah, he's gonna be interesting. He, you know, it's funny because you know we all play fancy. I know everybody that's that's watching here. You probably play some sort of fancy football too. But I, I like him because, like I said, I see him do results. You know, my my cousins are all Detroit Lions fans and stuff like that, and they're always like talk about it, watch him. But every time, like he could be on my board late, and I'm like, I know I should pick him, but I just can't pull myself to pull the trigger to pick him. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the back of my head, where it's, maybe it's just the Lions, or if it's this, you know, his injuries quote-unquote injuries but man he's such a stud but it's just weird man is he's like a weird number one wide receiver because he produces but he's not like a household name or just one of those names that says pop out to you like all right this guy's a stud kind of thing right yeah but joe man what, what, what do you think about the whole kenny galladay situation did were you shocked especially considering like this whole new move with now jared goff maybe getting goff some weapons too or like 
I honestly wasn't too shocked that he wasn't tagged. I know, uh, I think it was you who mentioned that he wasn't going to get tagged last episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's hard to tag a guy and pay him that much money when they consistently can't stay healthy for you. Like, uh, you need him out there producing. Obviously, Jared Goff would love to have a guy like Kenny Galladay out there. Uh, Marvin Jones is also a free agent for the Lions. Uh, they're, they're a little bit thin at wide receiver right now. Uh, I'm assuming Marvin Jones, they offer Marvin Jones another deal, but Kenny Galladay has been linked to Miami already saying that Miami is going to go uh, all in on him. So I don't know what his market would be. I don't know how much he, how much less he would be. What Godwin got tagged at 16 million. 14 to 16 million. Maybe yeah. Kenny Galladay could sign a four-year deal at, at around, you know, 45, 46 million. And uh, I would be okay with that. I would be worried though that he would be in the, in the physio room a lot. Yeah. And Godwin was 16 million. 16 million. So Kenny, Kenny Galladay has got to be somewhere around the 11, 12, 13 mark. And, uh, but it's one of those signings that you make and then you're like, Oh, we love the talent. We love what he can bring to the outside. He's, I think he's number one or number two PFF for jump ball contested catches in the NFL over the last three years. Um, he's one of those guys just chuck it up and he'll find a way to bring it down. But can he stay healthy is the other question. You know, the way I look at it, I look at it as the Chicago bears signing Allen Robinson. You know what I mean? Just that same type of situation where, mm -hmm. It's, it's either going to work or it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah, I see that he was the banged up for the Jaguars also. Yeah. The two teams I see signing or like being in the market on Galladay the most are the Dolphins and maybe Oakland because they just got rid of Tyrell Williams. Get him in there beside Henry Ruggs and uh, a couple of their other guys. But I think he makes a lot of sense uh, on either of those teams. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot Tyrell Williams went to the Lions. Yeah. Oh, that is right. Oh, yep. Yeah. So I mean, that's someone, I guess. But. It's something. Anyways, he's another guy who can't stay healthy either. So <laughs> <laughs> that whole that whole Las Vegas team was this riddled too, man. Like, is this ridiculous? Yeah. Like Henry Henry Ruggs coming in supposed to be the fastest, healthiest player in the league, and all of a sudden was out like yeah. every other week. It felt like so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now coming out also out of the the NFC, we have a running back that no. Um, there's a lot of hype behind him. He had a great season last year coming out of Green Bay is Aaron Jones. And now I've seen that they didn't tag him. Miami. But they were trying to they were trying to sign him. <laughs> However, I think on the market, he's gonna get way more than what it, the Green Bay Packers can can conjure up. Um, yeah, he's gonna get a scary deal, probably. Cause like he was like like honestly like the only thing about Aaron Jones that's gonna hinder him and it sucks that people are gonna look at him in light is his is his play in the championship game like other than that the guy had a ridiculous season but yeah. everybody's gonna point to oh he had two three fumbles in in the, in the championship game yeah. yeah like I don't know what you know as a team you know are you gonna try to use that as leverage to get him cheaper or you know Cody Cody it looks like you about to say something what, what do you think about that. That's what I was going to say. Got to play good at contract time. That's, yeah. that's when it matters most. But uh, yeah, you're totally right. Like he, he played like crap, but um, somebody's definitely going to overpay him, which he's a great player. He can do everything, but he does have a couple injury concerns, but I think he would look great in a, a teal uniform down in Miami. It's just, you don't, <laughs> you don't really want to pay him. Nobody's excited about paying a running back. That's the only issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a scary proposition. Yeah, like if 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 I'm the Dolphins, I'd rather pay Chris Carson less money than pay Aaron Jones top money. Yeah. That's just me myself. If I'm gonna worry about injuries and fumbles, you got the same concerns with Carson, and you're probably looking at you know maybe four or five million cheaper a year. Yeah. You think four or five million cheaper? Aaron Jones is a top running back in this league. There is no question about that. It's just for me, it's hard for me to envision the Dolphins paying a running back. I, I haven't seen the Dolphins do it in a long, 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 long time. So, And having the deal work, like the whole deal, like yeah. there's, it, it's just going to it's gonna be a mess. Yeah. Like down, they say year three or four, if he signs a four-year deal, you never know. Like, oh, boom, injury year one. The rest yeah. of the deal sucks. Yeah, and, the, and he's the not a—he's not a very big guy, 
Like he, no. he they, like, they like to use him. He's he's a better for me from what I've seen. I think he's a better uh, out wide, catch the ball, make make a couple moves guy. He can run oh, yeah. up the gut and stuff like that, no problem. But uh, I think he's a better catcher than he is um, an actual runner of the football. Well, they, uh, also, they played Jamal or Jamal Williams a lot too. Yeah, so, and they and they just drafted AJ Dillon, who showed that he can yeah. pound the ball a little bit too, right? So, um, Eddie Lacy two point oh. Oh man, AJ Dillon's that, legs uh, are tree trunks. Like the oh, guy's yeah. legs are like this big, man. Holy yeah, he's Saquon Barkley esque. Uh, yeah. Leg drive. But I read that the Packers are going to try to sign him uh, to a deal. I just don't think that they can match what other teams are going to be able to throw at him. Um, maybe a potential spot um, is Miami. I hope, like I said, no. I like some of the running backs in the draft this year, which is more ideal to draft a running back and not pay them top dollar and then kind of see what you see what you get from it. Like the Dolphins yeah. started last year was a seventh round pick in Miles Gaskin or a sixth round pick in Miles Gaskin and uh, an undrafted guy in Ahmed. So um, before that, it was Jay Ajayi, uh, a fourth round pick. Both played, played great, Ahmed and uh, um, yeah. Gaskin. And Gaskin. And then before that, it was the J train. I think he was a fourth Kenyan or Drake fifth round too. pick. Kenyon Drake was a was a later pick, third or fourth round. The Dolphins don't like to pay running backs that much. Is proven through history with them. Um, that which is why I just can't see them doing the Marvin Jones or the uh, Aaron Jones deal. But um, would it be nice to have a guy like that who can run the football, catch the football? Uh, sure. But in the championship game, I noticed that he had trouble blocking uh, JPP or Sha- or Shaq Barrett off the outside. He fumbled the ball twice. One was a pass. One was a run, I believe. It's just in a big game when you have a real opportunity to to stamp your authority on the top running back uh, in the in the National Football League, and you you fumble it a little bit. And the Packers were right there in that game, maybe without those those turnovers. Um, the Packers potentially beat the Bucks, and they're in the Super Bowl. So we'll see. Yeah. But three, yeah. that, just goes, that just goes off your point earlier, like drafting running backs a lot cheaper. They literally just did that. So it almost seems like that was the writing on the wall that they probably didn't want to sign him. Right. And now that he had a great year, it's kind of hard to sign him if you don't have the money for him. Right. And, you know, maybe this is a time to give A.J. Dillon more of a shot. With Jamal Williams. I think so. I think Jamal Williams is a great running back. He runs with authority. Oh, yeah, he, runs hard. he runs like there's sirens coming behind him. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, he's fantastic. I, gee, I, I thought he should have had a, more of a role last year in, in yeah. just my opinion. Um, yeah. I also think that Aaron Jones is the reason why the Packers did not beat the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game last year. Or, well, this past season. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I I can't see him commanding $13 million a year. I just can't. Nope. You can ask, but. You can ask, but you <laughs> shall not repeat. <laughs> Don't the be surprised about your answer. <laughs> the thing about Jones, too, is like when these teams go to pay Kamara, oh, yeah, Kamara's elite, right? Oh, Dalvin yeah. Cook's elite. Nobody, for whatever reason, looks at Aaron Jones in that light when in reality he actually is in the elite class of running backs. It's just nobody really acknowledges it for whatever reason. Yeah. So that'll probably pay into him or pay into, wow, play into him not getting paid. There we go. Good times of time. Yeah. <laughs> now, my perfect idea spot for him, and this is a, a hot take. And um, is Aaron Jones signing with the Steelers, man? I think that is literally the perfect spot for him. You're talking about getting that attention that he needs. The Steelers' run game was non-existent. Like, I don't think I've seen a quarterback like Big Ben throw as many times and not run the ball once. Like, absolutely shocking. Coming Coming off an injury, too, Ben Roethlisberger growing that much mm-hmm. that's like, actually I, a, a great destination i never even really thought about the steelers but yeah yeah man like i don't know what happened to james connor like it it was like 
He was a top running back when Le'Veon Bell had his issues going on, came back, back-to-back seasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you watch him, he doesn't have that same explosion on the first step. You know what I mean? He looks slow. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe he potentially he was playing hurt for a lot of last year. Um, I think he's a good running back. James Conner is, but uh, definitely didn't show it last year. That's for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's he's a free agent too, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, yeah. That could be a low risk pickup somewhere for someone. And, yeah. and that's the way I kind of look at it too. You know, when we have Juju not being tagged yet, we just had Bud Dupree showing that he he's, he's going to be in the FA, you know, Having yeah. that slot where, you know, Claypool now and Deontay Johnson taking that step up as their wide receiver core, Juju can kind of leave if they want to. They pick up a guy like Aaron Jones to fit. Now you have, you know, uh, a Claypool who showed that he could probably be promising in the league. You have Deontay Johnson who can take the top off and put a guy like Aaron Jones to have a run game again. Then you yeah. have the, you know, the steel curtain back the way they usually are, right? So yeah. the Steelers did also lose uh, Marie Pouncey to uh, retirement. That is true. Yeah. So running up, running up the running up the gut might be a little bit harder for the Steelers this year, unless they find somebody and mind you, uh, maybe uh, the center for the Packers is on the move somewhere too. Maybe he lands in Pittsburgh yeah. also. Oh, he's gone too. eh? Yeah. Lindsay's yeah. a free agent. Right? Yeah. yeah. No and apparently, apparently green Bay was saying that they weren't going to resign him is what I was reading. He's going to yeah. be, he's potentially one of the best centers available in a while. So And the nice thing about a center, too, is, I mean, they're usually the lowest paid player on the line, right? So a lot of teams will be in on him. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm surprised they'll do that to Rodgers, man. Yeah, that's apparently that's what the reports are saying. He's uh, he's already uh, looking at different places to go. That's crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah, he was first team all pro this season, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. He's a. He's a special center. Like very very rarely do people get by him. He's a rock. Oh yeah. Wow, man. I am I'm beyond shocked. Did I just blow your mind or what? <laughs> yeah, man, because you know, you have like, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, center being the one-two connection. You I wouldn't think they'd, you know, tear that apart. Would it wouldn't it? Isn't it just so normal to piss the Packers to piss Aaron Rodgers off, though? Oh, just, yeah. I was just saying, so it's the most Green Bay thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> just doing it for fun. Yeah, that's just it. Like going going on the flip side of it, you need to get him help, right? Well, Kenny Galladay. What about going to the yeah. Packers? There's an idea. He was he was pissed that they didn't get him another receiver. Yeah, yeah we got so we went Jordan Love, baby. It's a Jordan yeah. Love time. They got him. If you can't beat them, join them type of type of technique in that uh, NFC uh, uh, North there. Yeah, I think the that. Packers. I think the Packers are going to get Rodgers another wide receiver this offseason. Though I know Fuller yeah. was heavily linked uh, before oh. trade deadline last year, and I could totally see him going there. Can you imagine Will Fuller beside uh, on the other side of De- uh, Devonte Adams? Wow, with uh, Valdez <laughs> standing there. Are too? we covering the guy that's faster than everybody, or the guy that never drops a ball and needs to be triple teamed? Like, I mean, good luck. And let's not forget, man, that tight end that they had, man, was balling. Uh, Tanya, yeah, yeah, Tanya, yeah, Tanya. and then Bobo you know, Alan, Alan Lazard showed that he can be a beast too, yeah. as well, man. You know, and like you said, yeah, if you get if you put play someone like Will Fuller there, like what do you do? Like, <laughs> hope Will Fuller goes out with another knee injury, really. That's like what you can only hope for. <laughs> and they have and they have uh, Valdez Scanling who has size and speed, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Cody with the hot take, Stephen A. Smith, baby. <laughs> It's not really a hot take. He was he was pretty linked to them before last year. I it, I think it's a perfect fit. I, I want Fuller to come to the Ravens, but I think he fits in perfectly with Aaron Rodgers and the and the Packers. So yeah, mm-hmm. apparently the Packers offered a, a third or a fourth for Will Fuller, and uh, the Texans weren't moving him unless it was a second. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing with Fuller, we kind of. Um, the other thing with Fuller too is like if Watson leaves, leaves, you could totally see Fuller just following him, right? Because they have that chemistry, the rapport too. So, yeah, yeah. and with well, uh, and with Fuller with the PEDs also too, it might lower his market value maybe a, a little bit, just a tiny little bit, not a lot, but just enough to make a team like Green Bay be interested. Yeah, man, that's true. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't, man, that Texans team is miserable. Wow. Shambles. 
A nightmare. Like, yeah. Absolutely shambles. Well, Billy OB like, didn't do him any favors. My God. Dude, I, still, <laughs> I still can't get over that trade. Billy OB oh, absolutely. Billy OB put the Dolphins on his back and said, hey, we're going to give you everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give you everything. For Kenny Stills and Tunstall, we'll give you we'll give you the house. And the worst part about the whole thing, the worst thing about the whole thing is now, okay, sweet, we have Tunstall. If Watson's not there, who cares? Like, who's he going to be? Who's he going to be blocking for? You know what I mean? So it's just a nightmare scenario. The brick's coming out of retirement, Cody. The brick is coming out of retirement. (laughs) Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Hey, don't they all know about my boy Brock? <laughs> yeah, you'll, Brock. Joe Flacco signs with the Texans. That's what you're seeing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. And then speaking about, man, we, we have some big fellas, too, that just got um that didn't get franchise tagged. And one that I, I kind of found shocking, the other one, you know, I saw coming. Um, You know, I thought it was this, you know. Up to this time, you know, we, we we got news that Hunter Henry um would not be tagged from the Chargers. Um I saw the writing on the wall for that one. Um he had a credible season, like comeback season this year. Uh whoever gets this kid, man, if he stays healthy, he is an absolute menace at tight end. Um, super athletic, you know, just that right that receiving tight end that can do it all kind of thing, right? Um, but just injuries has really held him back. Like I think every year, ever since he came in the league, he's been hurt. Um, and then the other one too was the one that I was more shocked about. Uh, Tennessee Titans don't tag Johnu Smith, and yeah. to me, I thought that was kind of shocking just because of his production. Um, not last year, but also the year beforehand, uh, where he yeah. came in and started lining up at the end of the season. And then, of course, being you know productive all all season last year, um, I'm really shocked to see that they're not tagging him or maybe even getting him on like a discount because you know I don't think like. To me, I don't know if teams will really give him that light of day um, in terms of maybe a contract that, you know, maybe Tennessee might be thinking that he's going to be worth. I don't know. What, what do you guys think, Sharp? Yeah, like, to me, like, it's kind of puzzling for both. Like, who else do they both have at tight end? Like, who do the Chargers have? I don't. Virgil don't Green? Virgil Green. There, there's a name. Yeah. Max Franco, baby. <laughs> like, the same as, like, the Titans. Like, you don't have. Delaney Walker anymore, and Delaney Walker wasn't who he was, anyways. So, like, what? Why are you not at least tagging these guys for another year before you figure it out? I don't. And like, yeah, Hunter Henry's gonna have a big market. Oh, oh yeah, John U. Smith too. Like, they're both gonna be teams that need tight ends. Those two are like top of your list easily. Yeah, Antonio Gates gonna come out of retirement. Watch. Time. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, man, what, what do you think about the whole situation of the two tight ends? To me, it's it's crazy that the Chargers didn't uh, didn't tag Henry. He's to me, he's a top five tight end in this league. Um, from blocking to receiving, he's fantastic. I, I love 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 Hunter Henry. I think he's going to be a New England Patriot myself, which mm. which which stinks for uh, us Dolphins fans, considering we have trouble uh, covering the tight end position for years now. Um, but Hunter Henry's spe- he's a special talent. He, the problem is he can never stay fully healthy. He's always seems sometimes when he catches a ball and he hits the ground, you're like, Oh, there it is. It's, it's oh, he might miss a few here. Yeah. It's, it's scary stuff. And Gianu Smith is a, another fantastic tight end. I think he was graded as the number one blocking tight end in the league last year. So that's a big loss. That's a big loss, especially for even a guy like Derrick Henry, Running oh, yeah. to running to the outside, getting a nice a nice block from Gianu Smith. Um, remains to be seen if they do try to come back and not tag them, but sign them to uh, a deal, maybe a two year, three year deal for. Uh, I can see Hunter Henry getting around the ten million mark. Honestly, well, yeah, I mean, if Austin Hooper did, but I don't see why he yeah. would. Yeah, if if Austin Hooper can get ten million, why can't Hunter Henry? Hooper. <laughs> 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 but uh and Gianu Smith he's he, he, although he doesn't get the yards necessarily he he's a great red zone target I think he had eight or nine touchdowns last year for the Titans 
That's what I mean. He just produces. Yeah, even even if you wanted to put him in at uh, at fullback, he had what two rushing touchdowns for the Titans. Also, like he's versatile in the red zone, um, which a lot of teams need help in the red zone. He was a big reason why Tannehill had such great numbers in the red zone. The Titans had such great numbers in the red zone. Was Johnny Smith? So there definitely will be a market. I feel like Johnny Smith is like a tight end every team looks for. So yeah, I don't know why like at least tagging him like it doesn't make sense to me they might uh they might not tag him and let him hit free agency and then offer him a deal after and hope that he but the problem like that that's the thing with tagging him is like then he's your property still so that's you have exclusive rights to try to get a long extension before actually signing the tag right Right. yeah they might i mean i haven't seen the titans cap situation they might be closer to the cap that's true Um, i'm not sure exactly i know they pay a few guys so We'll see what happens. But uh, was it you, Sharp, that said they released the uh, Malcolm Butler? Yeah, that saved them oh, like yeah, nine. Another big one. Yeah, so that saves not eight or nine million there. That's a huge. Yeah. That that's a massive cut. Um, so we'll see what happens. Taylor Lewan, he got hurt at the end of last year too, I believe. He yeah. was making some big money. Um, he got a huge deal. So I don't know what what's going to happen with them. But Jonu uh, Smith is somebody. If you rely on the run game. You want Gianu Smith on your team. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. Because slot in right to the Vikings, man. You know, they just released Rudolph. I know I know they're high on Irv wow. Smith, but, you know. They do really, like Smith, that's yeah. a good spot, AJ. Well said. 100%. Now, Mr. Cody McGuire, what do you think about the two tight ends? I know I know you were you were really uh, you know, bullish on uh, Hunter Henry. I know you liked him. Uh, but what do you think? I like uh, like Hunter Henry. He, he just gets hurt. It's just – that's really the only concern with him, and uh, he's a great player. I think Johnny Smith. Actually, the destination I could see him going to is the Patriots. We're only a year removed from Bill Belichick pumping his tires. If you guys remember that, saying he's one of the best tight ends in the league. We just got yeah. finished saying that we don't even know who the Patriots tight end is. So that makes way too much sense right there for him to to sign with the Patriots, maybe. Um, I actually, while you guys were talking, I looked up the Titans tight ends because I knew I knew their names. I just couldn't remember them. Uh, it's Pruitt. Yeah, right? It's Pruitt and uh, Ferkser. Ferkser, yeah. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. yeah. Ferkser, yeah. Um, I mean, like, the problem is like they're not. I don't think they're good enough to like just let Johnny Smith walk and then they just go up the depth chart. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apologies, by the way, for not listing Derrick Henry as one of the uh, good paid running backs yeah. earlier oh, that was yeah. my bad i just we got started well we started talking about the titans and i was like oh crap i didn't say uh, henry it's off a right. 2k season so shout out to uh henry there cody getting flamed in the comment section right now yeah thankfully i remember thankfully i remembered and actually it's funny because he's probably the best deal of the three um yeah. money wise money wise but yeah i think hunter henry could definitely fit into a lot of teams and a lot of systems he I could see him going and maybe helping somebody that's like a younger quarterback you big because he's a big guy right a big tight end to give him a, an easy target across the field um so I think Johnny will go to the Patriots I'm not really too sure where Henry will go but um whoever gets both of them will get some good players that's for sure could yeah. you could you imagine Hunter Henry at Arizona Oof. Yeah, wow. yeah, that would actually be a really good place for him to uh, to go. I know Bill Belichick yeah. loves Hunter Henry too. I know they have um, who is their tight end now, Arnold. Yeah, yeah, they got a couple guys there, like uh, Falls or Fells, something like that. I think he's another guy there. Darren Darren Fells is at the Texans. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Texans guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hunter Henry would really. Arizona's pretty lacking at tight end, though. Yeah, that's a great spot for him. I th- I think he'd serve really good for one, a younger quarterback that needs a big target across the middle of the field, but he he'd fit in pretty much anywhere. Yeah, because they, 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 they had they had Dan Arnold and uh, Max Williams. So Mac, they, yeah, they got Max from the Ravens. That's right. Yeah, Max the Triple X Max. <laughs> yeah, big boy, Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect so with saying that guys i definitely want to say thank you again for coming on to the panel 
This has been a great episode. You know, like I said, the off season has officially started. We have some crazy news. Can't wait to see what unfolds upcoming weeks. And then of course, coming up to the draft here at the end of April. Uh, but you know, before we sign off here, you know, fellas, do you want to give some, you know, lasting words for, for our audience, you know, sharp, you know, do you want to get anything? Yeah. I want to give a uh, shout out to Braga's background. I like the Pixar look, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be the one that fired yeah. off. <laughs> we were all thinking it, but Mike just had to say it. <laughs> yeah. There's a light, but no light on, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not jumping around. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> Joel, what about you, my man? Yeah, just uh, if you like what you see here, guys, subscribe uh, subscribe, and hop on in next, next Tuesday for next episode. Awesome, Cody. Yeah, just what Joel said, like and like and subscribe if you could. It would help out a lot. And uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, too. Got the handle down there beside my name. And same with Instagram. I don't know. Is the Instagram the same? Yep. Everything is the, the same across the board. Yeah, it'd be nice to get, um, uh, obviously, like some interaction with some of the people that are watching. So the more followers we have, the more things we can do and of that nature and get kind of other people's takes involved a little bit more through like yep. polls and, and whatnot. So that would be nice. Awesome. Love it. Love it. If you want to follow us individually too, my Instagram handle is at AJ Lavender, spelled E-H-J-A-Y Lavender. We have my man, Mike Sharp at Mike Sharp 11. We have my man, Jay Braga 35. Then we have Cody who's rocking the pigskin panel handle. And we see Joel here oh, with this. There it is. He's rocking with them. No fits magic around here. Uh, but yeah, then we have Cody. He's going to be representing us in our Twitter account, as well as our Instagram at the pigskin panel. And we're also going to be hosting each episode live every Tuesday, at eight o'clock PM here on YouTube. So definitely click on the subscribe button down below. Again, follow us on all of our platforms on Instagram, Twitter, as well as this is going to be held on Spotify, these uh, podcasts. So definitely check us out there. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Until next time, guys, this has been the podcast, the Pigskin Panel. Till next week, go Broncos, go Cowboys, Dolphins, Flock Gang, everybody here. Take it easy, everybody. Peace out. Peace.